Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Cloak and Dagger Season 2, Episode 5, Alignment Chart. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Hey, buddy. How's it going, sir? Um, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I watched a little Cloak and Dagger. How about you? Yeah, I uh, I waited like a week to watch Cloak and Dagger. That's um, through no fault of Cloak and Dagger. No, no, no fault of Cloak and Dagger, <laughs> but mostly the fault of Avengers. Um, Absolutely the entire fault of Kevin Feige. Yes, we've been inundated with tons of new Avengers feedback and talking and online stuff going on. Just been really busy with that. So we're finally getting to, getting to sit down and do a Cloak and Dagger episode. So. Uh, let's talk Cloak and Dagger. We're going to make it a quick one because we also have a big old Avengers feedback episode to record. So, Whew. yeah. yeah All right. It's, it's rough. So, what did you think of this episode, my friend? This episode, sir, was stellar. Like, okay, so at the end of the last episode, you think, oh my God, how is this going to, like, how, how do we deal with Connors coming back? Right. Yeah, it's it, there's a very it's a very fearful ending. Right, it's so scary. Yeah, and then they just completely turn that on its head. Yes, yes, they do. I, I I'm I'm worried about spoilers. Do we get into spoilers now or oh, not? Yeah, or yeah. Let's go ahead and do a spoiler alert for season two, episode five of Cloak and Dagger. We're we're talking the yeah, whole episode. It's like a week late, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they they completely turned it on its head. Like at this point, you know, he's he's fearful. That he's not going to get to to repent or or you know pay his his due his debt to society for for being such a bad person, like that that deepest fear scene when when Ty had him like around the throat over the edge of the of the the upper level of the church, and like when it when it flashed to him just not being able to put cuffs on, so so good, yeah. It was really good. Actually, we haven't seen him use his fear powers in so long. I kind of forgot they existed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Ty kind of did too. Yeah, right? Like <laughs> He's just have... like, I can teleport. I don't need to touch people. Yeah, well, th- that's what's been so – I think was really cool about the first season is they really tend – they use those powers in sort of a balanced way. And I do feel like we kind of forgot they had those powers for a little while here. And, and maybe for, maybe for effect, I think sometimes when you can tell everyone's motivations, uh, it t- cuts out some of the drama. So they sort of like let those powers go to the wayside sometimes. Um, I mean, like this episode would not have been nearly as impactful if we'd known the entire time what Connors was thinking. Right, right. If Ty were playing it smarter, he would have touched him way sooner. Yeah, yeah. If he had like, you know, been thinking, been like, you know what? I do have this mind reading power. Like, it may not work the same way as, like, your standard mind-reading power, but it's still a mind-reading power. It will help yeah. discern the information that I need to be able to make a good decision. And between the two of them, they can tell his hopes and his fears. So it's like, surely they could have discerned something. But right. they, they just don't even think to do that. It's more like, I'm I'm teleporting, teleporting, you're stabby, stabby. Let's just keep moving. Yeah. Let's just Let's just deal with that. <laughs> So this whole Viper story that, that Tandy is telling throughout the whole episode, um, I think it's it, it is supposed at least throughout the episode you think it's about Ty and Connors. Yep. 
which I think it's still supposed to be, but it, it, I don't know. The end, the end of this episode is really strange. At first, I thought we were getting some sort of flash forward, like we were flashing forward a few years or something. But then her father's there, so I guess it's just her hopes or like her dream, something that she yeah, wants. Yeah, it's it's her like fever dream as she's gassed up and in the back of the ambulance. Yeah, that's dark. It really is. Like, okay, but I wanted to say specifically about that. I was getting kind of tired of the whole like, let's jump out of time a little bit to tell you know tell the story, you know, have somebody talking some shit about, you know, saying something that doesn't make sense right now, but, you know, they're getting through the story to have it make sense by the end of the episode. We'll just break it up just enough. Like, I was getting kind of tired of that because that happened a lot in the last season. And it's, you know, we're five episodes in. It's happened a couple of times this season, too. Yeah, they, they love they love the nonlinear storytelling, which I also love nonlinear storytelling generally, but you can definitely overdo it. But then... At the you know at the at the turn at the end of it the the whole the crux if if you will of the episode it's all in her head that whole speech and the story and everything was all in her head in her dream as she's being carted away so it's not actually like her telling a story to anybody and and you know there being some big revelation to anybody she's just talking to herself yeah. and I feel like that that was amazing. Yeah, it was definitely a different turn. I did like that it was it was something a little different for this episode, and uh, they did still do some interesting, like kind of nonlinear storytelling. They, they do they do a really good job on this show of giving you a context and then like context switching back and forth between two scenes. Um, I forget what it was this episode, but there was like a scene where she's facing off with those criminals, I believe yep. it was, and he's in the middle of a. Uh, uh, with those pimps, I believe they were, and he is in the middle of a battle trying to get the uh, the file, uh, tr- trying to do a heist, a file heist. Yeah, um, and uh, <laughs> and and it it really it, they did a really good job. Like you're just constantly back and forth and back and forth, and he's fighting with uh, Connors, and then she's like having an actual physical fight with those those pimps and. I don't know. It's really well done. I don't know that they were necessarily pimps, but it was um, it was definitely a drug ring at the very least. Well, I think that one guy was a he 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 used his uh, girlfriend as a prostitute to keep his people happy or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, of course, it ended up at the end. She was in on it. She's still in on it. She's still. Yeah, that's the look of it. Is that she's in on it and she's. Like I guess what we're led to believe is that she is uh, kind of the the scout, like figuring out who's the most vulnerable and able to be taken. Yeah, man, that's that's some dark stuff. This show, you know, again dealing with like some real weird, real world, real dark problems, and uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's good. I, I I'm kind of torn on where they're going to go with that um, that specific uh, detail. Um, because I have a feeling that Tandy is going to kind of just tear the whole thing down, right? She's going to try. Well, she did try, but she's been captured now. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I mean is like while in captivity, I have a feeling that she's going to tear, either tear the whole thing down or call Ty to to have him come help her. Or, you know, he's going to happen upon her in some way, uh, kind of be directed toward her by whatever divine 
presence that has been you know directing him to where he needs to go um so i have i have a feeling that she and he are going to end up taking this thing down and she's going to circle back to leah and leah is either going to be you know she's either going to be the whole the ringleader of it which i think is where they're going to go or Leah is going to have planned this the whole time to have her, to have Tandy go in and bring the whole thing down because she knows that, that Tandy can do it. And Tandy's strong enough to, to fight through and bring it all down mm. because she, you know, she wants the whole thing to be dismantled. Oh, I see. So you think her, now I, I see it seemed the way she, uh, you know, electrified Tandy and put her in that machine. It seems like she's very much still in on it. I don't think she's like sending her in to take it down, but I, you know, maybe. Well, I, I say that because when she was tasing her, you know, she said, sounds like a plan. Cause Tandy was saying, you know, you just have to take away their power. You have to be stronger than them and take away their power in order to, to, you know, to finish or to, to make them stop being a bully. And yeah, it looked like she had kind of that apologetic look in her face, in in her in her eyes. Oh, a, as she said, that sounds like a plan. That's not how I took it. I took it as um, I'll take away your power. Yeah, exactly. It was just, yeah. and it was very much like just her villain turn. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but that seems real mustache twirly. See, the, the interesting thing about having these real world, real life sort of issues like, um, you know, uh, human trafficking is these are real people that do these things. Like yeah. they do it for money or for power or for drugs or whatever. And like, yeah, they're mustache twirly if, because they're just generally bad, but like, it's not that mustache twirly. It's just that's the, there are people that do these things, you know? Yeah. Well, just the uh, the the line of like, aha, sounds like a sounds like a plan. I will take away your power. Right. You know, it it's it seems a little uh, heavy handed toward the the villainy. It definitely seems um, a little quippy for like yeah. like villain quippy, uh, which is I think just more like stylistic for the show. I don't think it was really saying anything about her motivations to be evil or whatever. Yeah, we'll see. We got five more episodes of this show. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited about that. Uh, We got one feedback for Cloak and Dagger. Mr. Jake Brook, you want to read that? Yeah, yeah. He says, Cloak and Dagger Season 2, Episode 5. Great episode. Felt like they may have been rushed a bit to start, but the build-up to the end twist worked beautifully. I got to admit, I'm getting a little tired of Tandy manipulating Ty. I feel like a lot of her problems would solve themselves if she just trusted and communicated with him. Uh, do you guys think the good guy from the shelter is in on the whole abduction thing? Now that we know the group lady, don't remember her name, uh, now that we know that the group lady is, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, great music with the lyrical nod to Mayhem. God, the show is good. Yeah, I really liked that Mayhem song. I feel like whoever was making the show was just like, search their database of songs for songs that had Mayhem in it. Right. Um, <laughs> Control F lyrics, Mayhem. Yeah. Um, I don't think the guy is part of the part of the the human trafficking ring. I I thought that for a minute, but I think we were supposed to think that uh, that he was a possible source for these uh you know underprivileged girls or whatever. And then 
it turns out it's Leah. They're playing on our stereotypes that it's surely it's going to be a guy. And then yeah. it ends up being Leah and you're like, that's the twist. <laughs> what woman could do this to other women? Yeah. But that's the point. That That's why it's a little bit of a twist on the old story. It's yep. a little twist on that old human trafficking story. <laughs> <laughs> It's a story you may have heard before. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that's about all we've got for Cloak and Dagger. I'm excited for next week. It's been good. Uh, You you may be new to the show because you're joining us because of all this Avengers Endgame stuff. We also cover all of the Marvel TV shows. So if you are uh, wanting to check out uh, more Marvel TV, we talk about all of it. Cloak and Dagger has been really good. It's in its second season. It's on Hulu. Uh, and it is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, now, how they're going to deal with the Snapture, we'll see. Um, <laughs> not so sure they're going to deal with it. Um, but it has been connected to things that have been connected to the Avengers Universe. So, we'll see. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, we'll be back with you a little bit later tonight, actually, with more uh, more Marvel talk. We're going to be talking Avengers in-game feedback. Until next time, true believers. Uh-huh.